You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Hello, good evening. Thank you for listening. This is episode 62 of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. It's Friday the 25th of November and my name's Charlotte Greenway. In this episode, we'll look ahead to the National Hunt action on Saturday from Newcastle and Newbury before we dip into Ireland and finally turn our attention to the flat and get the lowdown on a few of the runners in Sunday's Japan Cup. Starting in the north of England at Newcastle, where we look set for a real treat. As I think it's fair to say, the most exciting jumps horse in training, Constitution Hill, takes on his stablemate and previous champion hurdle winner, Epitont, in the fighting fifth. Quick ground obviously ruled Constitution Hill out of Ascot last weekend. And when Nick caught up with trainer Nicky Henderson this week, he asked whether it was a difficult decision to let them take each other on. No, I spoke to Michael yesterday and we've been umming and ahhing. I think there are several parts of the issue. Primarily, the horse is just very fit and well and ready to go. Um, contrary to sort of quite a lot of people's opinions, um, he is perfectly okay and there was nothing wrong with him last weekend. And you've just got much, much, much better ground. It's going to be on the very much on the easy side of good it'll be good to soft softer which suits him well not good to firm it, the question was whether to wait for Cheltenham in a fortnight's time and to be honest it, it's extraordinary this the going down south here has been very peculiar the last three weekends we've had fast ground Cheltenham Newbury and Ascot and at the moment you know even Keith's that's why I'm going to Newbury because you know, he's concerned that is going to be, you know, he needs every drip he can get. And this could well apply to Cheltenham in a fortnight's time. And therefore, waiting till then seemed a silly thing to do if the same situation arose as arose last weekend. Um, and so, you know, obviously we were trying to keep them apart, but, you know, they've... <laughs> Willie Mullins could run five in a race if he wants to, so I expect I could run two. How do you expect them to run relative to one another? Well, that is a difficult question. And you're going to have Pied Piper in there as well and the horse that dead heated with Epitant last year of Huey Morris. Well, well Gordon, Gordon said to me yesterday that if you ran both of yours, he probably wouldn't run. But that was yesterday. Today's a different day, so I don't know. Well, tell him to, tell him to stick to his thoughts <laughs> they both run uh that is for sure um and so nicky will be going up there as will um aiden coleman to write epiton they're both very well nick you know i've been very happy with both horses um and we'd actually schooled constitution hill over five hurdles this morning you won't see anything quicker in your life um and I say the ground is the most important thing, really. We had to go for it. Um, it was a pity I was trying to keep them apart, yes, but we have not been able to, and it's understandable. Um, does that theoretically mean that you could you could run them again 
and and do the same thing at Christmas. You know, if say say they both ran really well on on Saturday or right up to expectations, could you could you just keep going and and bowl them along together at, at, at Christmas as well in the in the at Kempton? Well, it is the obvious way because as the word says pattern and the pattern says you know this is the first grade one of the year for them the second one is the christmas hurdle third one is the champion hurdle Mm. um and in between christmas and the champion hurdle there is very very little there's a champion hurdle trial at haydock on the 21st of january um and there is wing canton which doesn't appeal to me as a great track for Constitution Hill, I must admit. Um, I don't think Epitop would mind it, but bear in mind, she proved herself over two and a half at Aintree last year. So she could always move for another race. But the contender's hurdle has disappeared, which was a I've used as a vital part of our preparation for goodness knows how many years, and now they've taken it away. So there isn't much to do between Christmas and the, and, and Cheltenham, except for go to Ireland on the 29th. And maybe that becomes a possibility. That's the Matheson hurdle, 29th of December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you prefer that for... Which one would you prefer that for, Constitution or Epitant? I don't mind. I mean, you know, let's, let's cross these bridges as they come and let's see how things go on Saturday. Um, and, um, you know, then we can start to think about whether they come together again or whether, you know, it, it is blatantly obvious that they need to split up. I know, I mean, I know you said what every, everything's been said uh, about the weekend. I don't want to plough that furrow particularly again. But just in terms of Constitution Hill's ground requirements, would you concede that he's not a horse that needs it? soft in in any way you can't be a soft ground horse if you can run a supreme novice hurdle time in 340 whatever it was yeah you're absolutely correct yeah yeah but i mean bear in mind there's a very big difference between you know that was genuinely good ground as you know at cheltenham they never let cheltenham get to anything on the far side of good although on that tuesday as you rightly say and i did quote this last week that, you know, you must go on good ground because you cannot do a time like that in soft ground. It wasn't. It was soft on the Wednesday. First race on Tuesday must have been really good ground. Now, there's a very big difference between Cheltenham good ground on the Tuesday of the festival and Ascot last weekend, which, and I think the only thing I'd have to say which was disappointing was that, as Chris Dickles said to me, I'm sorry, this has dried out quicker than I thought it would and with which he really should have changed the ground. And if he'd have changed, he'd admitted it had dried out dramatically from Friday, but didn't change the ground, which would have probably helped people understand why I didn't want to run. In our opinion, it was good to firm in places, not good to, certainly no good to soft. Yeah, I, I, and, and I know I, you took quite a bit of stick at the weekend, um, and you got quite passionate on Matt's programme on on Sunday, uh, I know you care about these horses very deeply. I'm sure you didn't didn't really mean that that you would have wounded the horse if you'd run him. Well, he, you, well, you know, we're not going to say he, we'd wound him, but the, the chances of him coming back with jarred tendons yeah. was huge. 
And if you have Judge Tendons, you've written a horse off for this year and maybe his career. Yeah, you, you sense it's been a, a sort of testing time for a, for a lot of people in the game the last few weeks with the weather as it has been. I, I did note that you normally have to wait until February before, generally speaking, trainers' stress levels uh, reach reach boiling point. Well, it is, and I just think it's all rather unnecessary. We're just doing the right thing by the horse. It was too quick to run him last weekend, but we are running him this weekend. It's, it's very simple. Um, we're just going. We're going to run on better ground, which is great. And it's you know this is a Grade One. The, 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 the one thing about Ascot was that was tremendous prize money for a Grade Two, um, worth more actually. Um, but you know, as you you probably appreciate it, this time of the year, we're not exactly the the prize money issue is 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 great. If it's there's lots of it, but it's not what we're after at the moment. It's after the right race right way to start his season off and um you know i think michael's quite rightly decided that that's what we had it was it, it was his decision and supported by myself and um you know i think it's the right thing to do are you gonna go are you gonna go to newcastle no we've got about eight runners at newbury so i think i'll stay here i've never been to newcastle i was talking to jp this morning um, binocular, Bouvardier and Epitant have all won it numerous occasions, I think, the fighting fifth, that I've never been. So perhaps I'd better leave it that way and um, watch rather nervously from Newbury. Fingers crossed the ground at Newbury is uh, not too quick. Well, we hope so. As I say, that's the odd thing about this year, is it undoubtedly been the... Um, you say it's early for the stress level. It's, it's late for the ground to come come good if you like you know it, it's been a it's been a nightmare from the from the get-go of the of the season even to the early part of the autumn when we wanted to get going we were you know we're a long way behind because of it then moving south to newbury where we saw some really smart performances this afternoon from a couple of young courses to note in jet powered and stay away fay while champ just held off paisley park in a thrilling finish to the long distance hurdle the feature race of this meeting, though, is of course the Coral Gold Cup, formerly the Hennessy, tomorrow, which has an illustrious role of honour, having been won by the likes of Native River and Denman. Denman's regular pilot, Sam Thomas, now looks set to try and win the race as a trainer as he saddles our power. And here's what he's had to say about how he's feeling going into tomorrow. I, I don't put pressure on myself. I think by this stage, all, all of the horses preparation is done really it's just a question of keeping him um, in one piece and keeping him happy but I don't think I can go into the, this race with too much pressure on my shoulders I just may be a bit nervous and uh, anxious for it to all go well more than anything so so what do you think about our, our power and what are his his credentials for this well I think he showed us that he's able to handle um you know a decent sized field uh, in a competitive race which he did the last day um it's a pretty you know, pretty hard race in terms of where they start at the three mile start at Ascot. It's a bit of a cavalry charge down the hill there. Um, and I was actually a bit nervous about that, you know, when, when trying to find races for him first time out, it wasn't actually my first option to go to Ascot. So I'm delighted that he showed us that he can handle those big fields, lots of runners, big fences. Um, and that was a great test really. Um, and he's a horse, which is pretty unflappable. He's off the flat. He knows what he's doing. He's not a horse, which is going to you know go off and be too keen. He looks after himself and always travels within himself. 
So um, if we can just survive the first back straight and just get into a nice little posse um, and get that out of the way, I'll be you know really happy. Yeah, um, the three of the horses I think you're taking on, he finished behind at Cheltenham, where he was traveling really well there. Um, was there anything, I mean, he obviously does stay, but did he not stay that day or was there some other factor? No, well, he certainly stopped. stayed because he, he was only beaten, uh, what, 10 lengths um, that day, you know, so he, was, he wasn't stopping. But if you watch the race, we, uh, we were pretty much uh, six, six wide on every bend, not through anyone's fault. It's just the way the race panned out. So we went a lot further than the rest of the field, unfortunately, on the day. Um, and um, he still he still powered on up the line, really. So I think there's no question about him staying. I, I have no, no doubts whatsoever that he'll stay <coughs> further than three and a quarter, to be honest with you. So um, my only concern would be if the ground came up really soft. Um, he's not a horse which would handle heavy, I don't think, all, all that well. So um, I don't think the ground is going to go as bad as that, thankfully. But um, I have no, 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 no stamina doubts at all in my mind about, about the horse at all. And from a stable point of view, that you know, you started the season pretty strongly, winning Saturday race at Aintree and Sandown. Um, um, is that what you expected, or is it going better than you hoped? No, we're very lucky. We've got a, you know a small, small sort of select team of horses, really, and they are good horses. So we are targeting these weekend races. So uh, we're not having a huge amount of runners through the week um we've had a couple of recent seconds um so the horses touchwood seem to be in good form but like i say we are targeting these weekend races really so uh, it's just nice that we've got on the score sheet early doors um but they've all been very much the plans for, for, for the whole of the summer really so we'd be disappointed if we didn't win with one of them anyway put it that way taking on our power will be paul nichols's three under through five who has an obvious chance in a race that second season chasers have done really well in in the past and so nick caught up with his owner max mcneil to see if he thought he could win well i'm not going to say standing and say he's going to win i have to say i wouldn't swap him for any of them um you know it's a horse straight after cheltenham he said right hennessy oh sorry coral gold cup um you know that's the target has been all along we gave him a beautiful prep run at Weatherby again. Um, you know, he, he, he did exactly what Paul uh, wanted and, ex and, and sort of expected, really. Um, you know, hopefully that's going to put him um, in good shape. He schooled on Monday in cheap pieces and uh, he was electric and he runs on Saturday uh, with cheap pieces. Um, the race favours second season novices um, and he is, he is obviously one. Um, he jumps well. Um, you know, the ground is, is in our favour. I think he's, he's off a, a, a favourable mark. Uh, and, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. I've, I've never had a runner in the race, Nick, of all these, after all these years. I've tried to have one, you know, good enough and to be competitive in it. So it's, it's one of my local tracks, like along with Ascot, and I'm, you know, can't wait. David Pike's got a really strong hand in the race with two of the first three in the betting. And when he spoke to Nick earlier in the week, they started by discussing maybe an unlucky loser in the race last year, Remastered, and how he's come out of his win over hurdles at Aintree three weeks ago. Yeah, no, he seems, seems to have come out of it well. Um, it was a, uh, a nice surprise at Aintree because um, he hadn't had the best of preps. And... Uh, the, the trainer thought that um, Jericho Rock, Rock would um, run a nice race and Remastered would get uh, would get tired at the end, but uh, it was the other way around. 
Now you've seen what you saw at Aintree the other day. Are you expecting that same relativity between the horses to be to be transposed onto the Coral Gold Cup? Do you now see Remastered, who was so unlucky last year, as your leading hope for the race? Well, um, before they ran at Aintree, I probably would have said Jericho Rock was our leading hope for the race. So, as I say, he's a bit disappointing. Yeah, so we, we all go on about him falling at the first in the home straight last year, but um, I think his other runs after that last season would probably say he wouldn't have won the Coral Cup. Uh, but the wind off this uh, last summer has uh, obviously worked with, done the job, um, as, as it showed uh, Aintree the other day. Yeah, you gave them both wind wind surgery before their before their um, seasonal debuts. Remastered and Jericho Rock was it the same type of thing with both horses? No, um, Remastered had a different wind off to um, to Jericho Rock. Um, both have had wind offs before, um, as we know they're very common nowadays. Um, you know, you can't really tell at home. Sometimes, as you know, Nick, it takes a, a run for, for horses to realise that they can get the oxygen to the engine. Um, remastered is a bit of a, a bit of a thug, and um, he um, he realised straight away. And I, I can't believe it's a year, almost a year to the day since we had this exact same conversation about the exact same horse going into the exact same race. And last year, I remember asking you the question whether whether Tom Skew was going to ride remastered and he he wasn't able to because obviously he had to he sort of felt an obligation to ride his uh, his old friend cloth cap in the in the race and Fergus Gillard rode um rode remastered and then Tom uh, I rode Jericho Rocker Aintree and David Noonan rode remastered is there any decision being made as to who's going to ride whom at the weekend uh it'll be the same at the weekend um that's you know that's what we decided at Aintree, really, you know. We wanted the, the same jockey on, on them at Aintree as to who was going to ride them at Newbury. Okie doke. So Tom Skew on Jericho and uh, David Noonan on, on Remastered. Just looking at the race in the round, David, um, how how strongly do you rate your chances with one or the other? Um, look, it's going to be hopefully on the slow side of good we'd, we'd appreciate more rain but look we're going to get lots of rain this week obviously we have a, we've had a very dry summer um, uh, after the um, performances at Aintree you have to say that Remastered's probably our number one hope at the present moment um, going into it um, he showed he could cope with better ground in uh, last year's uh, Coral Cup um, I personally still think there is a slight doubt about the three mile two and a half trip. Um, Further, he's won over his three mile. Um, at the same time, it may be just that um, his wind has stopped him, stopped him getting any further um, in uh, in his past runs. Also lining up is Neil Mulholland's Lord Accord. And following a good run last time, here's what he had to say about his confidence going into tomorrow. Yeah, we're very hopeful, Nick. You know, um, the horse has has had a good season so far, winning at Cheltenham um, and then going on to finish 
and second in the Badger Reel to Froden, you know. Um, he's put up two nice performances and then, um, you know, we hopefully we can we can continue that, that trend. Uh, do you think he's a horse that is continuing to improve? Do you think we've not seen the best of him yet? Well, Millie Winnicott, who rides him um, every day, you know, he, he's had a canter this morning and, you know, she struggled to put, struggled to put him up this morning. You know, he's in, he's in great order and um, we're very... You know, we're very happy with how his preparation has been and we're happy with, with where he is. As I said, you've had two very good horses run very good races in this in the past. I'm not sure this is a vintage edition of it. Would you be able to compare him favourably to those horses you've run in it before? Um, you know, th- those horses obviously with the um, Carl's Destrier finishing second in it um, to Native River. Um you know, he, he was a very good horse to us winning the Mandarin Chase around, you know, Newbury and things like that. So he was good. Um, the Druid's nephew went on to win over fences next time out at the Shetland Festival. And um, this horse here, he's improving. Um, he, he, you know, you can only be happy with by what he's done this season. And hopefully he's on an upward curve. He's got a nice weight. And then hopefully the ground is right. So, you know, listen, we, we're quietly calm, hopeful but obviously we, we, we let the horse do the talking Across the Irish Sea and Gordon Elliott has a whole heap of runners over the weekend and on the podcast this week nominated the two he's most looking forward to uh, This week um, Phil Lowe will probably step, go jumping fences on Sunday and American Mike will run on Sunday as well so I'm looking forward to two of them on Sunday I'll be well now, The American Mike you know you know he's my favourite horse in your yard uh, I, I thought he looked I thought he looked very good the other day. Yeah, no, he's in good form. I was very happy with him, and Jack says a better race will suit him better, so we're looking forward to Sunday. I'll be well. All right, and and Phil Dor, are you still pleased that you gave him that, that spin over hurdles the other day? Look, if anything, it'll have brought him on and got him fit. Um, of course, he'd love to have win, won, but um, he made a mistake the second last. Not sure he'd have won anyway. The winner was good, very good. Um, but... Uh, we look forward to go jumping fences now. Yeah, and to be fair, you did say to me at the beginning of the season it is chasing for him. You weren't, you, you were just just wanting to blow the cobwebs out, or were you just wanting to poke your poke your nose into the hurdling division? Oh, you'd be a both just to see where we are. But he looks like the way he jumps. I know he made a mistake the second last that chasing would be right up his alley. And I'm mean, just looking at the last couple of weeks. You're 20 winners. You're roaring away now. We're going well. Yeah, we've uh, I think we've 106 winners trained in Ireland this season. And, 24 or 5 in, in, in the UK so we couldn't be happier where we are um, we have a lot of nice young horses coming along and it's all about future and on the other side of the world this weekend there is of course the Japan Cup from Tokyo and racing presenter Liz Price is out there and has been keeping us updated all week on some of the key contenders and this morning caught up with Holly Doyle and Tom Marquand who are out there for the winter Holly is in fact the first woman to ride on the JRA circuit and so Liz started by asking Holly how she's found the experience so far. Um, we've been working with open arms really, it's been um, amazing so far, all the trainers, owners and um, you know the jockeys um, have, have welcomed us really nicely and um, we feel like we've fitted in quite well. And Tom, you've been here um, the same amount of time as, as, as Holly. Um, you've ridden a few more winners. It's working really, really well for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's been yeah, obviously a great start. And um, like I had that extra weekend in between while Holly went to the British Cup. And it, to, to be honest, it probably 
give me an extra week of getting to know people and people getting to know us because ultimately like what what we um what we do in England um probably only minor snip, snippets of of the biggest days actually come back to Japanese racing so you know it's been um uh, a, a bit of a mission basically getting your name out and, and trying to um, sort of uh, almost showcase what you can do and um, like now it really feels like it's sort of um, starting to come together as per rides and you know the weekends are getting busier each time and um, busy with better rides too so uh, yeah it's been thoroughly enjoyable and um, hopefully there'll be a bit more to come in the last month of our stay. Well we're only two days away from the Japan Cup so tell us about your chances. Yeah she's um, she's She's a filly that's exceptionally talented. She won the Triple Crown. Um, she's not quite had things go her way over the last year um, or a year and a half nearly um, with injury and um, the runs that she has had. It, it, it reads and looks like there's been valid excuses for um, her not quite operating at, at that same level. So, um, you know, it's a case of if she can bounce back to, to near that form um, from before, she, she should have a really good chance. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously it's a, a massive day to get a big ride and um, to be honest, a bit of a bit of a surprise to, to pick up a ride that good so early on in this day. And Holly, you've ridden your first winner. Um, I presume that means the pressure is off a little bit because there is a lot of pressure here, isn't it? It's very competitive. Yeah, it's um, ultra competitive and I'm not going to lie, I found the first few weeks quite frustrating, you know, not being able to, to ride a winner. But um, I was relieved to have got that winner under my belt last week and um, I hope my quality of rides can improve a bit and I can get to know trainers and owners a bit better and um, you know I just need the chance to showcase my ride and I'm getting plenty of rides thankfully so hopefully um, things will get better. How is it different here in Japan compared to England or or other countries you've been to? Um, It's just a a different life really I mean I've ridden pretty much everywhere but only um, in and out jobs whereas this is my first real long stint um, riding somewhere so um, yeah it's a different life um, things are happening at a different rate to what I'm used to riding seven days a week all year round but um, no, I'm really enjoying it which is why I'm so determined to kind of try and get the results I need to um, return in the future hopefully. Yes because you were saying early on it, it's not that easy here because you've only got the weekend racing so you remind me again you said if you have a bad day you can't just go out the next day and and ride more winners yeah i'm um used to riding every day and um if you have a bad day you can just wipe it under the carpet and move on whereas here i suppose if you don't ride a winner on the weekend you have to wait another seven days to give it another go which um for me i i, I find that quite hard a bit of a box walker <laughs> um but no i like it goes to show how much i am enjoying it because um you know i i, I want to stay so <laughs> yeah and just before you head off into quarantine, so what is quarantine like for you guys? Um, we found it fine, to be honest. Um, obviously, it's weird not being able to go on your phone or have contact with anyone for two days, but we found it quite nice. Um, not being rude or anything, but... Um, well, as I said, nice. I think you're getting to spend more time together than you would in England, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably not on the weekends because Tom's busy sweating, but um, we are enjoying the fact that you ride the two days and you completely focus on riding you you're in the jockey jail and you know you're you're at the race course so there's no traveling there's um nothing in between as there would be at home but um no so far so good
Liz also managed to catch up with German trainer Peter Schergen, who has Tunis in the Group 1, who is in fact a half-brother to Torquata Tasso. He's only run three times this year, and so Liz put it to Peter that he's going there a fresh horse. Yes, good. Uh, he was very good uh, in the winter time. Then we, we begin the season, and we see normally the derby was. Uh, uh, we, we will run in the derby, but at the beginning of the season he was lame behind and he had an inject, and it was a long time. He came back, and so this was good for him. Now it's good in form, and he's fresh and well. And it's only the fourth start in the season. He's from race to race improved. The distance is good, and uh, yeah, and everything. He's a good travel, and he's in good form. And Joker is good in form, and I hope we have a good travel in the race. And then I think given a good chance <laughs> so quietly confident well I mean not not surprisingly because um, this year so um, Tunis the first time we ran in Baden-Baden this year in August over a mile and a half and he won by six lengths he then ran in the German Sun Ledger in which is a group three race and won by eight lengths and then um, only recently he won his first group one uh, race the prize von Bayern the Große Allianz prize von Bayern in Munich and heavy ground where he won by 10 lengths. So could he win the Japan Cup by 12 lengths? <laughs> I'm very happy. But I, hope, I, hope we, I hope we will have a good run. Uh, when he is a good place, we are happy. When he wins, it's better. And uh, I think he's not good enough for 10 lengths. But I hope so. He be, we will win. And finally, Liz and French-born, Japan-based jockey Christophe Lemaire sat down for lunch this week, along with Christophe's wife, and discussed his mount Ernesto. But first, Liz got the lowdown on what he makes of the Japanese opposition. I think uh, Danon Beluga is uh, the Japanese horse to beat. Uh, he finished uh, third in the Tenno Show. Uh, he ran well in the Derby as well. Uh, he's one of the best three years old uh, in the country and uh, his, uh, his race in the Tenno Show was, was very good. Um, he, he didn't have a really, a really clear run on, on that occasion but he finished very well and uh, I heard from Ryan Moore that uh, the horse is in excellent condition so we have to trust Ryan. <laughs> in Ryan we trust. Sharia, uh, of course, is a Dubai Schema Classic winner. He's a derby winner in Japan. Uh, he finished fifth in the Tenno Show. Uh, he stays very well, I think. Um, but uh, for me, he's not, uh, he's not the, the best uh, in the race. So, for sure, he, he will run well, he can finish in the, in the top five, six, but uh, I don't see him winning on Sunday. Okay, now we've talked about the Japanese opposition. You uh, rode Onesto on the track uh, for the first time the other day. What was your impression? Yeah, it was a, a very easy work. Uh, I just wanted to get a contact with the horse, uh, how, just to, to see how he feels uh, on the Tokyo uh, race course. And uh, the horse was um, very smooth in his action. Uh, he looks uh, very happy to be um, on the Tokyo course. For sure, he will like the ground, um, the fast ground of Tokyo race course. 
And um, Fabrice Chappé, his trainer, is uh, very happy with the horse, with the, um, the condition of the horse. So, you know, he's the higher rating in the race. So uh, I'll have to ride him with a lot of confidence. Uh, he's got a lot of potential, good turn of foot at the end. So uh, luckily we are drawn too. Uh, so uh, I will have uh, I I will save uh, some ground uh, on the inside, and uh, hopefully uh, he will use his um, usual turn of foot at the end. So uh, yeah, I'm pretty confident. Plenty to think about and plenty to keep you entertained over the next couple of days. Thank you very much for listening. And Nick will be back with you on Monday morning. I hope you have a lovely weekend. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Thank you.